this Kyrie thing is ridiculous. It's bad for basketball. You come to a game and Kyrie's out. Why? Because he stubbed his toe. He don't want to play. It's not even injury a lot of times. It's just him. Oh, he saw a bird die on the sidewalk and it reminded him of how Malcolm X died. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what you know about benchmark? Uh-huh. Just speaking the facts that you wanna hear. That rapper jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? <gasps> what to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. When? This is business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. get into a discussion right you're welcome back welcome back to another episode of the bench mob ent we got the big three in the building tonight cj cincinnati's Barry's own had to handle some family business so he is not able to attend tonight's show but we got greg hot takes his man in the building tonight how you doing i'm good bro i'm good listen to that uh, that drake for the longest time now i'm, I'm good i'm locked in got good music Miles, smooth operator Davenport, how you living? I'm doing good. Oh yeah, everybody out there, be on the lookout for this Beyonce album. It's coming out real soon. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Queen B is hot. I'm telling you. You better stop. You gonna piss off the wrong people. You piss off the wrong people. You gonna piss off people you never want to piss off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Don't come for me. They're powerful, brother. They're a powerful group. Yo, Breezy dropping on the same day. That just tells you the, the levels to this. Mm-hmm. Breezy, Breezy don't care. That's why he don't care. That's what it is. Team Team Breezy almost just as crazy as the, the Beehive. He I mean, gonna, he's still going to do numbers. He don't, he don't do everything, everything he's been through, I, I don't think you could break his soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he on a roll tonight. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's fact, though. It's true, though. It's true. So, since we on the music topic, bro, we're going to start off with the <laughs> Drake review. Honestly, never mind. What was your, your reviews, your takes on Drake's most recent album? What is that? The seventh, seventh album he's put out now? Yeah. Seventh album. I thought it was oh. it was real. Like people, when they hear Drake, they expect you know half rapping, half singing. This this mixture of you know heavy beats, heavy rap beats, and then you know he's he's swooning you over some R and B stuff. But I don't think he's ever on any level going to what he did on this album. Where I mean, he's bringing house music back and. I mean, it was a good, it was a good album. It was a really good album. And it was just funny how like two hours after it comes out, I'm on Twitter and you just see people saying like, oh, honestly, never mind. I guess he meant it. I'm like, 
what are you talking about? It just came out. How are we judging the album off of like the first listen at like 2 a.m. at that? You didn't even get to sit with it, ride in your car, you know, top down. It's hot out. So you got this is some summer music right here. He brought this just in time for the summer. Some good vibes. He didn't even have to drop. He just dropped last year. So usually artists wait a little bit, but I mean, it's Drake. So he can do what he wants. He's like, you know what, here's here's some music for you to enjoy this summer. It's gonna be in the clubs everywhere, all the the day parties. So I mean, you can't really hate on Drake. He as much as you know, he he gives you different things you can hate on him for. The music has always been the thing that you can't really hate on that. So I thought as a collective, the album was good. The last song of the, the album with 21, that was that was what people were probably expecting more so on the album than, you know, Massive and A Keeper and all that stuff. But yeah, sometimes you got to try new things and be open to new things. So that's how I see it. Miles, the head on, nail on the head. Miles, in the, and for me, it's the, you got to be open to new, new things part of it that stands out to me because people, I knew when people heard this album, that people are going to instantly be like, oh, what is this? This is trash. I'm like, because people are naturally in a rush to call things trash on the internet. You just want to be first to say something on Twitter, on Instagram. So that's what that is, right? You didn't sit with the album. And now it's funny because the same people who were saying it was trash two days later are saying, oh, this actually is, it vibes. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great album. I'm enjoying it, right? Because you can't help but dance to this album. You really can't. Like, if you've got any mobility at all, any fluidity at all in your, in your, in your, in your body, you're dancing to this album. This album's hard. Like, it's really good. But this is the kind of stuff, I, me, I, my, I always had a really diverse taste in music. So for me, this album was a hit right away. And I've always liked his songs like this. Um, and he's done a bunch of songs like this. This is not new for Drake. Maybe the house EDM sound a little bit in the background is a little new. But this the melodic nature of the music, the the willingness to try new things on, on in terms of the sounds he's using, in terms of the way he's, he's playing with the songs, on the songs, like that's not new. That's not new. So... I enjoyed this album through and through. There's not a song on there I have a complaint about. If anything, Jimmy Cooks is actually one of my least favorite songs in the album because I've heard Jimmy Cooks before. It's the same formula. He gives it to you every time and people eat it up. And it's great. It's cool. It's a great song. I'm not, you know, it's just, you know, I've been saying and compared to the other songs on there, like Massive and, and Flight's Book and all the other songs on there, like those, those hit for me. Like those really hit for me. I, I love the album. And I contend that, and I was going down the list, I think it's a top five album already. I, I, that's where I put it. Like, I didn't need much time to sit with it because I was waiting for him to drop an album like this where he gave me a bunch of these sounds, a bunch of these songs back to back to back. And I, I, I feel complete with that. So it's a top five album for me. I have it I have it right around this where I have more life. More life and in, 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 in that album we're kind of sitting there. More life is a sleeper. Y'all sleep on more life. It miles with your smile. More life is hard. More life got songs just like this on there. Passion fruit, all that. Talking about it's a great, it's a great album, but that's a whole different discussion. I love this album. I have no complaints. I give like a nine point five out of ten if I was giving it a rating. When I heard the album, I automatically knew this was this was a business move. This is going triple, quadruple platinum. Mm. I heard it, and I can literally envision and see in my head some kid doing. This is going, you already know the whole summer outside of the day parties and all that. You know, this is going 
on everybody's TikTok. They doing dances to this. It is built for that. I definitely like the aspect though. It gave me Jersey Club vibes. It brought me back to high school, a lot of these songs. If you not into club, if you not in the house music, you won't think this is booty. Most people expect it, like you said, the rap. I said this, Drake is one of the few people that can actually pull this off and afford to take this risk and this chance. I would have preferred some more bars because I like taking those bars and using it as posts on Instagram, but I'm, I got no complaints about the album. That was my only thing. I wish it was a, just a little couple more bars. Um, yeah, you give me plenty of captions in this album, though. All right, like if you look at the captions, they're in the song. See, it's that's the thing. Drake is the that's the genius in it. Like he didn't have to give you the same delivery. The delivery changed, but the content was the same. It's the same content. It's Drake being Drake. It's just he can give it to you in so many different ways, and that's what makes it special. That's what makes him special, in my opinion. A lot of guys couldn't do this. Jay Z could not do this. Nas couldn't do this. Biggie couldn't do this. Lil Wayne couldn't do this. You know, like you gotta be able to, you know, expand your power a little bit. Like, you know, like that. This is the type of this is this is that's this is a special album to me. I really mean that. It highlights the versatility on a different level, like that most artists can't do. In my opinion, most artists can't do this. Like, it's just there's some one of one type stuff, and I think we both agreed on that in the group chat. I think we, we talked about it. We both agreed on that. There's some one of one stuff, bro. This album is hard. It's hard. Like, I, there's not a song in there I have a complaint about. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. It speaks to his musical genius. I literally just feel like whatever the whatever is going on, this is one of the few artists that will capitalize on what's going on. This is literally all right. This is what's hot right now. This is what's going crazy on TikTok. This is what's going viral. I'm gonna take the sound that I hear on TikTok and what's trending and people doing dances, and I'm gonna make a whole album like that. So y'all can dance to this. So it could be for the city girls. It could be for the homies. It could be for the little teenage kids that's on TikTok. This is touching all, all levels. Sorry, I would have loved to have gotten see uh, Cincinnati's very own's take on this album. I think, I think that'd be that'd be great to hear what he thought. I don't think he heard it yet. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you heard one song and he was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's really what it was. He ain't got no it's not giving. It's not giving Beyonce on this. No, it's not giving. It's not giving Queen B. But you know what's crazy is the first album, the first song she drops that's coming off the album. What does it sound like? Just like exactly. That. Just like this. Yeah. I don't know that that song, I'm going to keep it a stack. I don't know if that song was better than any of the songs I heard on. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Oh, but no, that's, the, that's the benefit of building up such a following like she has. And even in the media, like people are so scared of the beehive, I understand. Like in the media, it was like, oh, this, you know, like you see, that's real house music. That's how it's done. And I'm like, that song objectively was not better than anything I heard on Drake's album. Like I'm just, I'm just being real. Like, Hold I don't on, think Greg, so. are you saying that that song by Beyonce wasn't good? I'm saying it wasn't as good as Drake's songs. She's still amazing. Queen B for president. Queen B can rule the world. That's all I care. Y'all leave me alone. Yo, the thing is, away from me. The thing is, though, if we just be honest, if she put some mid stuff out, is anybody going to say it's mid? I'm not. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not. Don't come, don't come to me for the truth. I'm not giving it to you about Beyonce. 
It's the one thing I lied to you about all damn day. Because <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, I saw the same post as you, Greg. Like, oh, yeah, this is what it's supposed to sound like. This, this is what Drake was going for. I'm like, really? No, I think Drake got what he was going for. I think I think that uh, he did it a little bit better than she did. And people don't want to admit it. And that's okay. I mean, I, Drake, it was, it was a catchy song. It's great. It's great. You know, I'm, I can see already the, the girls enjoying it at the cookouts. And all. Oh, I've seen it on every, I've seen it on every picture. Legit. If I've seen 10 pictures on my feed, eight of them have it as a caption already. Yeah. Don't break my soul. <laughs> Come on, bro. It's a good song. Beyonce don't make bad music, but if you're going to compare it to Drake's album, like, I think what you got to admit to yourself about Drake's album is that these are high quality records on the album, like, all over the place, every single one. I mean, the overdrive, massive. It, he didn't miss a keeper. The flight's book, flight's book is incredible. Ties that bind. Like so many really good songs on there, and so many different sounds and variety of sounds. Currents was incredible. Sticky is, sticky is the song of the summer. Sticky is incredible. Sticky is like, it's like, it's like drugs, but it's music. It's sound, but it's like drugs. You just want to inject yourself with that. And just run with it all damn day. You having a bad day, play stick, you should be all right. You know, you crash your car, play stick, you should be all right. Like, it's whatever. Like, don't, don't call your insurance company, don't call the cops, play stick you real quick. You'll be all right. <laughs> a great record, bro. And I think it's funny he uses Tristan Thompson in that music video. Yeah. Yes. It was that, was that for, that was for, um, that was for falling, that was for falling down, right? Yeah, or fall, yeah, falling down, whatever, falling down, I think it was. Very troll-esque. Oh, very troll-esque, yes. I would, would like And also very troll-esque on Tristan's part to be in the video. I mean, that's that's yes. really good that. That's, that's yeah. what I'm pointing to. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake gets married to 28 women, and, and he's he happens to be in the video. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah that, that's, his, that's his dream life that's right That's his now. bag. Speaking of trolling, it seems like, according to Greg, all those reports that Kyrie possibly may be out is Brian Winhurst, ESPN, Shams. They are all trolling. Kyrie is staying in Brooklyn. Miles, I know, has different views on it. Mm. I'll let Miles go first on this one. Do you think Kyrie will be a net, a Laker, or a Clipper? Um, I mean, it is cr- kind of crazy that this is what it's come down to now with this whole Kyrie situation because I didn't think, honestly, that we'd be talking about this after four years in Brooklyn. I mean, like all Nets fans have said, they thought there'd be a championship by now. But here we are with Kyrie, you know, playing – <laughs> playing chicken with the nets right now. So um I think I think he moves on, honestly. I hope he moves on because then that'll probably there's a dark cloud over the nets right now. Because Kyrie, he's not seen as the best teammate right now. And I don't I don't get why. KD's kind of tied his Nets legacy along with Kyrie's. It, it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. Kyrie's just making me I feel sick for Nets fans right now. I feel sick because 
like this is an off season where <laughs> you just got swept by the Celtics and the combo should be all right, let's get it next year. Let's let's do this. We got this, guys. And now, right before the draft, we're talking about Kyrie might opt out. He might not sign this contract. It, it's, it's, it's about everything but what it should be. Mm. So, you know what? If he signs with L.A., it's a good story because mm. him and Bron being back together, I mean, who wouldn't want – want to hear that story but Nets fans so um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting month of June and July for for Nets fans because if KD asks out then you got the greatest pump faker of all time just by his lonesome Ben Simmons he's just he's rocking out still as a net so you can't trade Ben Simmons if these two guys leave. So then, Greg, what what's your take on this? I I'm at a loss for words a little bit because Kyrie's Kyrie and KD. KD is he said the greatest pump faker. <laughs> take it away. Take it away. This, no, this is this is. If you ever want to exercise self control like a Buddhist monk listening to you talk basketball without exploding. That's exactly what I just did. I just, I just exercised a great deal of self-control. That's what I just did. I let it, I just letting you finish and letting you say what, say what you were saying, but where do I start? I mean, the Kyrie situation is funny to me, you know, and, and you know, I think I think let's start, let's start with my Antonio statues. Let's go back here. Do I think that everyone is trolling that reporting these reports? I think they're telling you what they heard. So, you know, that's fine. I, but I think they've heard these things for a reason, all right? All right? Like, we're not dealing with a normal contract negotiation between the Nets and Kyrie right now. It's not a typical contract negotiation situation. We all know that. Kyrie's played 103 games out of the, out of the uh, what, potential 300 games he could have played. He's played 103 of them. So that's like a ridiculously low percentage. I'm like, it's, it's like one-third of the potential games he could have played. And a lot of them, he just willingly sat out. He sat out because of the Capitol riots uh, two years ago when, they, when Katie got, first got there. He was seen at his his, uh, his sister's birthday party during that break. We were made to believe it was something very serious, and he was out there partying in West Orange, okay? Then he sat out because he didn't want to get vaccinated, all right? And then you add in the injuries on top of it. And he, and a lot of this is just willingly sitting out and missing games and not coming to work, okay? So in no line of work in real life, and I thought about this all day. I'm like, yo, if I was the best recruiter ever, but I just said, you know, I'm going to work one-third of the time, my ass would be fired. All right. And then I thought, all right, well, let's make this more interesting. If I was white and I was the best recruiter ever and I sat out one third and I worked one third of the available days I could potentially work on my job, I'd still get my ass fired. Like even white privilege couldn't save me from getting fired. All right. So now here we are in this situation with Kyrie, where he's worked one third of the time for the Nets. He's not available and he wants the maximum dollar from the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nets are supposed to just cape in and, and say, okay, we'll give you $50 million in years three and four, because that's what you'd be getting under this new contract you'd sign with the Nets. $50 million so you could potentially screw us and not play basketball again. I'm always pro player. I'm pro black athlete, especially in these situations. Get your bread. But Kyrie doesn't deserve the bread. Let's just be honest. He's not there. He's not playing. And it's, it's a weird situation because he's at the height of his powers and he's not declining. He's not that he's still great. We all know that. And that's what makes this tricky. But if you're telling me that the Nets are supposed to cape 
to Kyrie Irving's demands because they're going to make KD upset. I'm, I, I can't really rock with that. And I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll hit you with this too. I don't understand in what world KD it doesn't understand what the Nets are doing. Like, why would it piss you off if the Nets are trying to protect themselves from this unreliable guy? Now, if that's the case, you're not even using logic. You're not sane, KD. KD's not sane. If that's, the, that's, what, if that's what's happening, if KD's going to leave because Kyrie might be upset or be offended by the way the Nets are handling, handling this negotiation, then every team in the league should be wary of KD, too. Like, what are we talking about? We have two guys with extensive, long, extensive history, in, uh, histories of injuries, right? They've both gotten hurt. Okay, we have one guy who we just don't know what to expect from him. We don't know what he's going to do. We, he, Kyrie could say tomorrow he's going to retire and go raise alpacas or something like that so he could take over the world with the, with the, with the alpacas. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know. Okay, he might be a Buddhist monk. He might shave his head tomorrow and come with an arrow down his head looking at the air, the, the avatar. I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow. Nothing makes sense what, about that guy. Nothing. But how do I rely on him as the face of my franchise? And you got to think about it, too. He definitely rubbed the franchise the wrong way. In the post-game press conference, after we lost to the Celtics, he will come out and say, oh, yeah, uh, me, Kev, and Sean Marks, and Joe, we're going to manage this thing together. What, and we, I talked about this after it happened on the podcast, but what in his goddamn mind allowed him to think that he would be running anything after missing all the games? You're not like, – like, it makes no sense. He misses games on purpose. He, he willfully doesn't play basketball. He screwed KD. KD should be upset, Right. The, the Nets are furious. Think about it. We got James Harden. We got Kyrie. We got KD. When they were on the court together, we were damn near unbeatable. We were going to win a championship until Ky- Kyrie twisted an ankle. And you know what I say about uh, the, my man, the fat man's hamstring falling off his goddamn bone. We were going to win a championship. And then Kyrie's literally the next year self-implodes the entire thing himself, by himself. He's the reason why we don't have a ring already. He's the reason why. Yet the Nets are supposed to be nice about it because they might make K- KD upset. That's not a good way to do business. I, and I know I'm all, and, I, and I'm sound like a hypocrite. I know I'm all for making the superstars happy. I say it all the time in the show, it's a superstars league. And that's very true, but there's a lot of it's a level of nuance to this conversation. You can't do that at the expense of your organization. You can't look like a fool in all this. If you ask me, I think that the Nets are positioning this in the public eye on purpose to make it seem like it's all KD's fault. So if something does go left, People blame KD and they don't blame Sean Marks. So Sean Marks doesn't lose his job because it's a narrative driven business. Sean Marks can't wear this because he's never going to get a job again if he matches this up. So he's going to, he's going to, he's going to look, he's going to push the hard ball bargain with Kyrie. Kyrie's going to get what he wants. That's the reality of it. But there may be some incentives where he, he is like the, the incentive leader contract, but he's going to get most of the money he wants. It'll be protected. He'll get his money. I, I do believe that. And I do believe he'll play more games in the line. I don't think he's going to just miss games. But I also can't say that definitively because Kyrie's a, a nut. I don't know what he's going to do. But I know that the Nets, from this point of the view, they're protecting themselves, both from a narrative perspective and also from a financial perspective. You can't put the money into that guy and not have him play basketball games. That's ridiculous. I think anybody with two brain cells can see that. I get that Nets fans, we haven't experienced a lot of winnings. I get it, right? But I'm not a loser. I, I'm no loser. I may be a Nets fan, but I'm no loser. I'm no loser in life. So this idea that the Nets have to cape to Kyrie's command and, and oh, we, can, we have to make sure we do everything we can to keep KD. I don't care. Give, give, give Kyrie the bet. No, that's the dumbest thing ever. Why would you do that? It's just a terrible precedent for the future. There are going to be guys who watch Kyrie Irving and try to do what Kyrie Irving does. Just take days off for work for no apparent reason. Just none. It makes no, I, I, I sound like Stephen A. Smith, but it's true. He's actually right about this. This, this Kyrie thing is ridiculous. 
it's bad for basketball. You come to a game and Kyrie's out. Why? Because he stubbed his toe. He don't want to play. It's not even injury a lot of times. It's just him. Oh, he saw a bird die on the sidewalk and it reminded him of how Malcolm X died. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense how what Kyrie goes through his mind. None. None. So, no, you don't cape to Kyrie's command. You don't do that. And the Nets have to do this the right way. And there's a right way to handle it. I still think he ends up with the Nets. I think it's all cape. Look, if you look at the teams that can potentially get him, the Lakers, he'd have to give up $30 million to go play for the Lakers. $30 million. And the sign trade's off the table because the Lakers don't have assets we want. Let's just, they don't. And no one wants Russell Westbrook. We both know that. We all know that. We're all being serious. The Westbrook thing is a joke. Okay? So they don't have assets we want. He has to walk away, not opt into his contract with the Nets, and then he's taking a $30 million pay cut. Kyrie cares about the bread. Kyrie not taking a $30 million pay cut. He lost $17 million last year. He wasn't too happy about it, even though it was his fault. So I'm pretty sure there's just not a market for him out there. It's not a realistic one. He ends up back with the Nets. I just, I don't see how it works out any other way. If we're being realistic about it, if you really think about it, and the Knicks don't want, dude, the Knicks want Jaden Ivey. The Knicks are willing to give up the farm for Jaden Ivey. That's where, that's where they're going. So that's not an option either. And the Clippers are not an actual option either because there's nothing they would give back in return that would ba- match the value. Nothing. You know, you don't risk, you don't run the risk of breaking those two up if you can avoid it, but you don't kiss Kyrie's behind in the process. You don't reward ineptitude we don't reward guys who don't show up availability is everything in sports i think anyone who plays sports knows that if you're not available what are they going to do they're going to replace you that's the way it works at every level you know so i, I that's that's my two cents on it i know i've been rambling but i don't know i think, I think they ultimately end up kissing his behind i don't think Kyrie goes anywhere and on a simple fact the team that's mentioned they're all men you got to add a third team in the mix you got to try to do this match the salary cap with this player and that player is too much, too many moving parts to make it happen for Kyrie to end up in the Lakers and the Clippers and the Knicks don't want mans. Knicks just, they they made it clear. Him. The Knicks don't want, the Knicks don't want them. They they've don't want mans. Without saying it, they've made it very clear. And I know Kyrie want to stay home, ultimately. Kyrie- also, Tom, Tom, if he did this in Madison Square Garden, if he did what he did with the Nets in Madison Square Garden, how would it go? What would happen? Ten times worse. Come on, yo, Ju- Julius Randle sneezed the wrong way, and they booted him for five for, for like the whole season. Okay, he's that's all he did. He looked, he just looked a certain way. He had those tight ass brazen. They got tight. They were like, yo, we don't want, we don't want to look at this guy no more. And they were start booing him. And all seriousness, he played bad. Okay, he was available. Julius Randle was there every day. They booed him off the damn floor. He was crying. He was crying all year. Booing the fans back. What are they going to do to Kyrie Irving if he's not showing up to work? What, for no reason. Because he feel like Michael Mack's uh, ancestor came to him in his sleep, touched him on his forehead and said, don't go to work today. You got, this, is, this is how you get the revolution started. Are you kidding me? Brother, that's crazy. Kyrie over here showing dashikis and all that stuff. Like he's doing something. You're not doing nothing. What are you talking about? It's a joke. It's a joke, bro. Like, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. I... I I wouldn't mind, in all seriousness, I wouldn't mind if the Nets lost Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't be that upset. I'll be honest with you. I just think that now it's not the time because there's no star in return to get in the signing trade. And his value is at his lowest because he's kind of, he hasn't played games. So get him on a contract. Don't give him a no trade clause. I'm sure you won't get one. And if we have to trade and bail, bail out, then fine. If it just craps out, fine. But I'd like to think they could win a championship at some point if this guy can just be available. We'll see if that happens. I'm I, I'm as skeptical as anybody else, but I know that he'll get the deal signed because there's the market's not there for him. 
it's just not realistic, you know? You think Bradley Bill would be an option if Kyrie walks and Brad declines his player option too? Yeah. Because I also read that Durant's not really recruiting any free agents right now. I saw that too. Which, I mean, you you could take that two different ways. You could take it that, all right, he's not really interested right now or he's waiting and seeing what happens with this whole Kyrie situation to try to pivot off and and see if he can get another star to come in and, and play with them. I thought hard about this, about all the reports we've been hearing, and I thought about it from another, another team's perspective in the NBA, what I'd want you know, out of these rumors. And it makes sense, actually. If I'm another team in the NBA, why wouldn't I want the other players in the league to think that there's crazy dysfunction going off the nets? Why wouldn't I? It, it, it serves my purpose. Oh, Kyrie might leave. Kyrie might go to the Lakers. KD hasn't talked to the front office in four weeks since, since the season's ended. KD is not recruiting free agents. He's just very dis, he's very disengaged. He's upset. It all works in their favor. The free agency is about to start, I believe, in a week. So if you have everyone thinking the NBA, that the Nets are in disarray, then the Nets don't get these guys. What's been happening the last couple of years? Every mid-level level free agent that comes out, possible, the Nets get. The Nets get them. <laughs> like that's the way it works it's pissing off the league no one's rooting for the nets so i just think there's a lot of gamesmanship going on in the nba i think that a lot of team executives are talking to these guys at the wind horse the wages trying to sabotage the nets and it makes sense because i would do the same thing i would do the same thing why wouldn't i do it uh, it makes all sense in the world who wants the nets to get pj tucker who wants it to happen no one okay will it happen probably when everything's all right like at the end of the day but no, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think there's a lot of gamesmanship going on there. I, I do think that a Brad Bill would probably cons- – he'd be stupid not to consider it. He got a guy who's going to pass him the ball over and over again because that's all he does. He's got another guy who can get a bucket whenever he wants. It's a good situation for him. He'll get a ring. But I don't think that – look, I think Kyrie's staying. I just, I just do. I think Kyrie is the next issue to deal with for the next four years. And I, I can sort of sign up for that. I can't kind of if we have the incentives in the contract. I feel more comfortable if we if we get him to sign a deal that makes sense for the team and protects the team. Because honestly, I'm putting the team first over Kyrie Irving. Kyrie ain't one maybe a Nets fan. He's not. He ain't, he'll never be. So what happens though? My bad tone, but no, go ahead, go ahead. If if this whole thing just blows up in the next like couple weeks, yeah, and then the Nets have to pivot now, and mm-hmm. you know, if Katie doesn't want to be there, you got to get the most possible for him yeah what would be the like best scenario for a trade be for, a, lot for of a very hypothetical katie trade that's like we're talking about three chess moves down the board but i don't know if you gotta start tra- thinking about it because i mean I i'm not thinking about that i didn't see this Kyrie thing i didn't see this Kyrie thing coming who did why wait why was this not predictable why, well, why? well seeing him declining his player option to you know he was supposed to do that. That's the point. He doesn't get he can't get the max unless he declines a player option. That's the way it works. He can't get the $50 million a year unless he declines a player option. He can sign a player option if he wants and extend from there, but it won't be as much money. That's the way the math works out. Yeah, but couldn't he also accept the player option, play next year, play better, yeah. and then increase his max deal? I don't know. I, I think he's kind of at that tier where you max it out because it's $50 million a year. He probably could make more, and you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know the exact math. If he decided to do the one year ball it out and play actually more than 12 games, right? That money will look a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe not significant, but it'll be it'll be a nice little little extra at that back end. 
I don't think anyone will have a problem with that, but Kyrie's not going to do that because Kyrie gets hurt all the goddamn time. So Kyrie's not going to sign a deal, you know what I mean, where he, he – a one-year deal where he's banking on his health for a year. It's, it's just not – it's a risky proposition for him. But let's – all right, fine. Let's do your doomsday situation. Fine. Let's say KD is – Kyrie's gone. Whatever happened, you got a bag of chips for him, and now you got KD who wants to walk out of the door. You're going to get a – you're going to get a haul for KD. You're going to get a haul. I mean, picks. You're going to get – good players left and right my ideal situation is one one young really talented superstar type guy and then a bunch of you know some role players and a bunch of picks that's the idea that's the idea you want there i mean what you know a tyrese halliburton type like a guy like that someone who's coming up who's really really good i, I don't i don't know what team is in a position to make that trade every time anybody who trade for KD is in a win now situation obviously but then i want all your picks in the future because you're going to suck eventually because katie's in the back end so i want all your picks in the future and that's what would happen I mean, if the Nets are positioned nicely because they gave him that extension, and that's actually in a position of leverage, in my opinion, because if KD wasn't extended right now, then I understand the panic by Nets fans, but he's extended. So even if he wants to leave, we still get something in return for him. It's going to be huge because people know who KD is. So it's not a bad situation. You're going to sustain something here and still have a good team, even if there was a doomsday situation. But again, the Nets fans, it's not going to happen. And again, to the world, to Lakers fans who are blowing up my phone, it's not going to happen. You're not getting Kyrie. I don't. You're not getting Kyrie. And there's a part of me that wishes you did because I want to see Bron get another ring, really bad. But it's not gonna happen. It's not. It's unfortunately you're stuck with the West, the the Mr. Westbrook um, himself. If it came to that point, one trade I think would make sense because I know he'll have a say in where he goes. Also, send him back to Golden State. Send 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 me Jordan Poole. Yeah. You know Wiggins about to get paid, so that the money will cover right there. Send me Wiggins. No, don't Jordan say Poole. Don't I'm say saying money wise, you know the money gonna have to line up. I just don't want that guy. The money. <laughs> the money <laughs> Can we have an honest discourse about Andrew, Andrew Wiggins real quick? If Andrew, if Andrew Wiggins, he's not a max. He's not an max. He's not a he's Andrew, not a max. Andrew not, Wiggins is not a max. Player. Not just that. Not just that though. All right, like. The praise is cool. I'm happy for that guy. It's nice seeing him smiling, looking all high out of his mind, holding the ring, holding the championship. That's great. That's great. But can we relax? Like, can we relax? All Star Starter was a joke. Like, come on, guys. It was a joke. And beyond that, Andrew Wiggins didn't do anything different than he's done in the past in his career. He's doing this stuff in Minnesota. The defense was was a noticeably different thing. He tried. He was trying defensively. Great. But offensively, Andrew Wiggins has been about a bucket. It's just been really inefficient. And he wasn't super the most efficient guy. He had his ups and downs with the Warriors. He's a third, he was a third or third option on that team the most of the year. Third force. Like, that's what did we expect from a guy with a former number one overall pick? That's the least of what we should have expected from that guy. You put him in, in a great ecosystem in that system. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. If he did anything else, what else? What, what are we gonna call him? We're gonna call him A double snakes. I can't curse on the podcast. We're gonna call him, we're gonna you know, put it together. We don't, we don't, we're gonna call him. It's and it, it'd be right. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to do. So we're gonna have an honest discourse about Andrew Wiggins. All right, he did what he's supposed to do. It's a nice story. It's great to see him smiling. Great for Canada. Awesome. Great, great. Maple Jordan. Awesome. Whatever, whatever. But he ain't he ain't a max guy, and he ain't somebody that he's not. He's not ringing bells around the NBA like that. Like he's not that. He's not one of them dudes. All right. I'd pay Jordan Poole if I were them. That's a whole different conversation. He already came out and said they're planning on bringing everybody yeah. back. So that luxury. Tax but I would pay it. I would pay it. 
They about to. If you're the brand, the thing that's funny, they've led the last three years in payroll. Uh, the only team that's been close to them behind them is the Nets. Yeah, the Nets, yeah. yeah. It doesn't always work out. See how, see, see how it goes. But it, it makes sense. You pay you pay all your guys, bring them back. It's a, it's a good thing they got going. But we all know year to year things change. It, it's, not, it's not easy to repeat. And it's, it's really not easy when the Warriors didn't always look like definitively the best team in the NBA. It didn't always look that way. They, they're ups and they're down. So, you know. They enjoy the ring. We can talk about the Steph Curry. Well, I don't know. We talk about Steph Curry enough, but I, I know you were bringing up a point. I interrupted you. You were saying something. Oh, yeah. Uh, the trade, the hypothetical oh, trade. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and throwing that Kaminga or something like that. Like, that's the yeah. type of trade. Had to be some young pieces. Yeah. Kind of like right now, ready player. I'll with- be honest, though. I don't like that deal as much because I, I I really want like a shot Gilgis Alexander somewhere. And I just want a guy like that. And none of those guys are like that. You know what I mean? But it's a good deal, though. And if you had to deal on the Golden State, I could live with that, with that package. It's, it's, it's something like that. The doomsday situation in the Nets is not that bad. We'd still be good. <laughs> we would still be a playoff team, even after all this is over, even after the smoke and the dust settles. And we'd, we'd be highly more functional, all right, without Katie and Kyrie being there. But I will uh, give me the dysfunction and winning a bunch of games and a chance to win a championship. I'll take it, but don't, don't sell me on this. We got to please Kyrie crap. I just don't, I just don't want to hear that. It makes me so upset to read all these Nets fans bagging on Sean Mark because Sean Marks is doing his job the right way for once or for once, excuse me, doing his job the right way. Cause he's, he's a damn good GM. He's done a good job. So I, I, I don't want to hear that, bro. Before I mean, we transition, one of our followers, shout out to no limit Walt. Ask us to talk on this topic, and I don't think it'll be something that, you know, is a deep discussion, but we appreciate any time the followers ask us to talk about something. So you ask, we're going to talk about it. Is Kyrie a top five player in the NBA? Throw out some stats. Kyrie Irving's two-point field goal percentage hasn't been lower than 50% since 2014-2015. His three-point percentage hasn't been lower than 39%. Since 2015, 2016, his free throw percentage has only been lower than 86% once in his 11 season career. Mm. Is he top five in the NBA? No. No. He's not available. Pause, pause, super pause. I agree. Top five talent, but he is not a top five player. DeJounte Murray has been traded for John Collins. Hawks and Spurs blockbuster trade. Whoa! Why my phone not? Hold, hold on. Can you, can you, can you re-announce that? <laughs> what the hell? It's not settled yet, but the rumor is that is looking very likely. It is going to be Collins or Dejounte Murray, and they're figuring out, I guess, the other pieces that go with it. I'm sure this picks involved. That's a weird trade for the, the Spurs. I think for the Hawks too. Maybe they see well, the Hawks is a great trade for the Hawks. I like it for the Hawks. To maybe what? Take off the like pressure a, for Trey Young? A Drew Holiday type, maybe. Because, yeah, you need someone to defend the other team's best player. Deshante yeah. brings that right away. So you, now you take a lot of pressure off to Trey Young. Guys can't just go at Trey Young all day. You know what I mean? So I like that a lot because it gives you a defensive edge. The Hawks don't play a lick of defense. That was their problem last year. We all know that. So you, you, you give him that. You give another guy. To, you, now Trey can be off ball which is really interesting because and I, I don't think he wants to do that, by the way. He's immature. Trey's immature. He, but if he's off ball, it opens up a whole different part of his game. 
-hmm. running behind screens, dribble handoffs, getting easy threes, more efficient looks. Then he's working too hard now for buckets. He wouldn't have to work as hard. It'd be really interesting. Although it could implode too, because those two playing together, it'd be interesting. But I, I like, I like the, I do like the fit on paper. Yeah, they're working on it. Um, it came across my screen. It hasn't been finalized, but best league in the world. Best league in the world. Oh, draft night about to go. Crazy. It's about to go crazy. Bunch of crazy. But before we're all on the same page, Kyrie's not top five. Kyrie's not top five. Kyrie's not top five. I think no. we all have the same reasoning, right? Miles, what's yours? Hell no. <laughs> I don't think has he ever been top five in the NBA? No. 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 So why would that change when he's played like 12 games? A full season in games in like a three season span. So right. I, I don't think so. The better question is who is top five? That's a better question than Kyrie's top five. We appreciate the support, though. I like the fact you sent a question in. Well, I feel like Bron will be in, he'll be top five until he's done playing. Like, it goes without saying. It goes without saying. You want me to give it to you in no, in no order? I think it's Bron. Giannis, Bron, Jokic. What are you saying? Jokic. KD. KD got to be. KD. KD. No, of course. KD. We got four right there and Steph. Yeah. Can't argue with that list. No. Can't argue that list. That's the top five. And Kyrie's nowhere near it, unfortunately. Kyrie played more games. You can talk about it. You don't I play. Think the, I think the same conversation with Embiid. If Embiid played more games, you probably put him in the top five. But I put Jokic over Embiid. That's nuts. People that's my that. point. Jokic, Jokic shows up. Jokic is, has consistently. Well, can I also say this, though, about Embiid? It's because Embiid, you know, just raising chains in the area near where he practices, and he's overweight. Okay, like so, so I and I understand by the way. Okay, like look, if I were in a situation, I don't think I'd be any different. I can't, I, I can't fault these guys. Yo. If there's a raising case in the area, I'm making a hundred million dollars. Life is good, so I get hurt. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> but raising canes, I'll, 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 I'll sustain some injury. It's that special. That's the point. Yoka came in tip top shape last year, he lost some weight, so he's out there eating, eating whatever the hell Serbians eat. Maybe and B need to do the same thing. And we just alluded to it. Draft night, it's going to go crazy. What's the biggest thing, the biggest headline you're looking forward to for draft night tomorrow? Shoot, I need the Knicks to make a move. They need to make a, a move up the board. Stop being so patient with all this. And, and if you really like a guy and he's – a top talent like Jaden Ivey, you got to give up something for him. So you got to give the King something. If it takes IQ, if it takes OB, uh, RJ picks, they're not giving up RJ. Um, if it God, takes, God picks, forbid. God forbid, you're right. If they take, why would we give up RJ when we could give him up for a way bigger player? So that's, you're going to make me sit up. All right. <laughs> Um, I don't understand what RJ brings back in the trade. I just don't get it. I don't know what he brings back in the trade. I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I'm sorry. A bigger piece. I, I'm just confused. I don't, I don't. And we're not on the same page here. I mean, I mean obviously, you talk about obviously, if we were going after Donovan Mitchell, he'd have to be included in that. Does the team on the other end want RJ Barrett? Though that's the question. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather I would. RJ Barrett and picks. Why well, wouldn't I take that? I, I feel like. I'll be honest with you. 
there are times where I feel like I sit down and I think to myself, I could be an NBA guy. I could be an NBA scout. I could be an NBA front office guy. I could be. I think I can really do the job. I really do. And, and the, the thing that I think about is, like, I would rather have IQ. I'd rather have Obi. I'd rather have – give me Quentin Grimes. I'm not saying Quentin Grimes is better than, than oh, RJ. I'm not, I'm not saying he's better than RJ. That's I'm it. just saying, give me those guys. Just give me those guys. That's it, yo. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Quentin Grimes is better than RJ Barrett. I'm just saying, give me those guys, especially IQ. If you give me IQ, I'm happy. And then a bunch of picks. I think we can make this deal happen. That's all I'm saying. I think IQ is going to be a guy in the conversation with the with the Tyrese Maxi and a and a and a Tyler Hero, that type of player, real soon. I think he's going to be really good. But you know, RJ, I'm not as high on. So, and I feel like I can't be the only guy who feels this way. I just can't. I can't. There's just no way. You're not. You're not. That's the thing. But people eat their words all the time. So, <sighs> but anyways, back to the draft. All right, motivational. Speaker. So I think. I so, think. The Knicks need to make a move, whether that's trading all those Dallas picks, one of our picks, one of our young players, whether that be like Cam Reddish or IQ to get into that fourth or fifth spot so we ensure that we get Ivy. Because, I mean, hearing his comments, he clearly doesn't want to play for the Kings. And I don't know anybody who wants to go play for the Kings. He purposely didn't work out for them this, Mm -hmm. this draft period. I mean... If you're a top player, why would I want to work out for you? Like nothing's worked out for them since Mike Bibby and Doug Christie days. So they suck. They suck. And they're gonna suck. So if that's we have with Sacramento is like exactly. You got De'Aaron Fox, they drafted Davion Mitchell last year. I don't I get the Knicks probably have to trade up, but in the other aspect, like Greg's talking about being a scout of making sense. Why would they? Why would y'all draft them anyway? This is how terrible the organization is. That the Knicks have to trade up because the Kings might stupidly draft Ivy anyway. And look, I was reading somewhere they said, "Don't don't think they won't pick him because they didn't work out Davion Mitchell and they didn't work out Tyrese Halliburton in those drafts, and they still took him." So it's one of those things where. I mean, I get it. As a GM, you got to take the top talent when you're up at the the top of the the draft to try to ensure that you're not there in the future. But it's ass backwards that they've done. Yeah, the Hawks have, just don't operate the right way. I mean, the Hawks, them, them too. But the, the, the Kings don't operate the right way. Um, having three guards back there be ridiculous, and even the Don, Davion Mitchell. I love Davion Mitchell. I think he's gonna be really good. But like, you have him and Darren Fox. You let go of Tyrese Halliburton. Like, you let that happen. You let that happen. I, that's insane. That's insane. Like, they're, they're a terrible organization that doesn't deserve good things, and they're terribly run. Okay? Terribly, probably, the Kings probably have to be the worst-ran organization in the league. Yeah. You got the Kings up there, Orlando's up in that mix. They've been a shell of themselves after the Dwight left, after Shaq left, like, the – these are some – I don't blame some of these players. Like, some of these players, I I wish they had the cash and the ability to pull, like, an Eli Manning. Like, I'm not playing for you. Trade me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think Ivy – I hope he ends up with the Knicks. I, I really do. I hope I, I hope he ends up with the Knicks. That's my actual hope. I just would like to, like, turn the channel to MSG one night, 
before I go to the gym and like enjoy to watch basketball and MSG for once. Like it'd be nice to have a and he'd be the first good point guard they've had in my entire life, which is something. So I, I I'm rooting for that to happen. I think somehow the Knicks are gonna mess this thing up. Don't don't look if I'm the Knicks, I'll keep it a buck with you. I'm including RJ in conversations. I'm making them open for conversation. Yo, I'm moving on. I'm, I'll give you RJ. I need a point guard. Okay. The reality is our RJ is not a championship piece. Okay. I think we just come on. He's not. He's not. Okay. So let I'm and I need a point guard more. We isn't it is the point guard's game. Am I right? If you guys can both agree, I'm I'm right. Point guard, it's a point guard's game. We need a point guard. I'm gonna drive this drive the car. So bring a Jaden Ivy along and then build from there. That's your franchise guy. You get him. You're you're set, bro. Like you're good. Like you're good. Like the Knicks will be good again. It, it's gonna happen if you can get a guy like him on your team. That's the thing they haven't done. And God knows how long. Hey, was it you who said that in the group chat that they haven't re-signed the guy off their rookie deal since like 1955? Not 1955. It wasn't, it wasn't that far back. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Who? Charlie Ward. Didn't he play football, Charlie Ward? Who? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, FSU, that guy? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yo, TV was black and white last time y'all did that job. That's black crazy. Black. That's crazy. That Charlie Ward was in color. Chill out. Right. Charlie Ward was not in color. That dude was living in no color. <laughs> yo, that's great, yo, football guy. Yo. Yeah. That's Florida, State. Florida State University, Charlie Ward. The quarterback, right? Yeah. That's madness. Y'all over here signing Madness, he was good in two sports. Nah. He was on a quarterback's rookie extensions. <laughs> yo. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> hey, no, 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 for real, Miles. I think you gotta do the Knicks, the Knicks gonna do whatever, whatever possible, whatever they need to do to move to move to number four or three. Move well, you're not getting a three. You're not getting a three because those three guys are locked. But the four, do whatever you can to get to four. That's what the draft starts at number four. So I, I hope they do whatever they need to do. Um, even if RJ's off the table, which I don't think he should be. You think Jamari Smith is a lock? I'd like to be good. I don't think so. No, I'm talking about number one, Jabari Smith at number one. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be Chet. Honestly, I think it's gonna be Chet. Run the tape back. Run the. T- Didn't I say that? And you disagreed. You definitely told me he wasn't going number one. Oh, <laughs> I could be wrong, right? I could still be wrong. It could be Jabari. Chet going number one. He's the he's the most special unicorn type guy. You you take a chance on him. Chet's that guy. I told y'all. But that's the thing, though. It's Orlando. Do they can they afford to keep taking chances and not hitting on things? Because they they got about five point guards they've drafted in the last two years. Well, that's why you don't go point guard here. You're not going point guard either way. All with all three choices you could make, you're not going point guard. No. And so that's not a problem. And also, they Jalen Suck may not be that dude. I, I don't know. I'm I have real concerns. Um, but. I think Chet's the most special player. You got to try, you got to, look when you're at number one, you're, it's like a, you know, it's like a crapshoot. You know, you're playing, you're playing, you're rolling dice. You know, you just got to keep rolling till you get a good, you get, you get a good number. And in this case, that's you, you take it, you take Chet, betting on the ability, betting on everything he brings to the table because he's special. He's special. Everything he can do, the way he moves at that size, it's just not. It's one, in, it's once in a, like every 15 years you kind, you find a guy kind of like that. And Jabari. I, I like Jabari, but Jabari's a little more stagnant in his game. He's not as fluid. He off the dribble, he's not as fluid as a Chet Holmgren. He don't got the same bag off the dribble. He's not a great uh, shot creator off the dribble. 
right? Kind of like Jaron Jackson. He's like Jaron Jackson. From he's me. a lot like Jaron Jackson, but a better shooter than Jaron Jackson. He's going to be good. He's a lot to be good. Now, superstar, I don't know about that. And I don't, I don't see it for him, ever. I'll be honest. But I hope I'm wrong. But I see superstar on the, I see superstar on the table for two guys. Um, Chet and Paolo. Paolo could be a superstar, too. Paolo creates the dribble so well at 6'10", and he's so fluid, and he's so strong. He's so strong. Um, I think he has a real chance to be special. I think him and Houston would be a nice fit. I still think I don't get why he's not getting talked about more for number one. He could I, be, yeah. I think he's talented offensively right now. Yeah. And that's what they need. They need a player who can create his own offense. They got guards. They could bring back Mo Bamba. They still got Jonathan Isaac, but they don't have a guy like Paolo on their team who can create yeah. their own offense in the low post. Got a got a jump shot too. But not special. Yeah. Anyway, what do y'all think the, the order is gonna be? Like top five at least. Who's who's going where? Chet one, Chet one, uh, Paolo two, I think. Which puts him where? Paolo two puts him in OKC. OKC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope, I hope he goes to Houston then. I want him to go to Houston. So I think he wants to go to Houston too. He's angling for Houston. I think that's really what it is too. I, I think that's where he would like to be. Or you know, but um, Jabari at three. Ivy at four, whoever the hell ends up at four. Ivy's going to be at four, guys. I mean, it's a lot. Um, and the draft gets really interesting at five because there's a bunch of guys who can go five that are really, really good. There's a bunch of – the lottery is interesting. It's going to be it's pretty deep. Who, um, who's the best fit for Detroit? That's five. That's what they do in free agency. They're trying to go after Miles Bridges, I heard. And they want to go after – They're going after eight. Eight and two, yeah. Um, they, they need a wing. I mean, I like Sadiq Bay. I shouldn't even say that. I like him a lot. He can be really good. But you you can never have enough wings that are good. Um, what about so the guy from Iowa? Yeah, Keegan Murray, yeah. Um, what's the dude from Indiana? Davis? Dave, the, the, Johnny Davis, I think, is from, from Indiana. The yeah. guard, light-skinned guard, 6'5". Wisconsin. Johnny Wisconsin. Davis. And same, same. What's the difference? Yeah, they all the same. Um yeah, I think that he could be a guy they target at that spot too. A good, a good two. There'll be a lot of surprise picks. There's a lot of guys we don't really know about too well that are going to be in that range. There'll be a lot of surprise guys like, oh, like oh, this guy went here. Who? Did, well, where is he from? All right, let's watch his tape. Like, it'll be a lot of like, oh, I gotta. If you're a, te- a fan of a team in the lottery, you're you're gonna spend that night watching a bunch of film on a guy you never heard of because that's kind of what this draft is made up of after that top four. Miles, Kentucky man, where do you think? Shaden Sharp goes in Ty Ty Washington. I mean, Ty Ty Washington, I think, would go top 20. Yeah. Because I think he's a really talented point guard, although a lot of the season last year he was playing combo because we had another little guard that we wanted to get minutes to. So you didn't really get to see how he could play running point in flashes, but not not what you'd want to see in one year in college. And then he was hurt. So you don't really get a good glimpse of what he can do. So I think he's one of those guys who, like most Kentucky guys, once they get to the pros, they can perform a little better. Because, I mean, let's face it, Calipari kind of holds something back from his players when they come there. He kind of wants them to play their role 
in the system. Um, and then Shaden Sharp. I mean, it's sad that he didn't get a chance to play any minutes at Kentucky. Like, this season would have been so different if he played. And I think he's one of the most talented wings in this draft, if not the most talented wing in this draft. But, I mean, it's tough. You, the only tape you have to go off of right now is his EYBL tape from like two years ago and how are, you, how are you supposed to take a guy top five with that like i'd say detroit i'd say detroit take a chance on him and develop him because i mean the talent is there the talent is there they got it is but but what don't play don't play with Cade's career bro that's my that's the mvp of the league that's my that's my next favorite player when lebron's gone don't play with his career and i say that because I have a lot of concerns about Shadon Sharp. Like, even in the, not about the talent, but in the way that he, the way that he talks about himself. Like him saying he's in a, he sees himself as like the, being the greatest player all of all time or whatever. He says something ridiculous. And look, I'm, you're not, you know, you're not that, you're not a bronze level prospect. And even a bronze level prospect didn't say that. Like he's not polished in what he says and how he presents himself. He's not polished in defensively. He is god awful. I mean, I know AAU no one plays defense. But, like, I'm going to send you to a bad team where you're going to lose a lot of nights, and I know you're not going to play defense. It's going to be hard to, like, uncondition you from not playing defense. You, you know what I mean? Like, I worry about that. Offensively, he can do everything. He's, he's talented as all. I, I, I don't doubt that, but it's a big learning curve. He's basically coming out of high school, right? He, he's, that's what he's doing. So I have worries about him. I'd, I'd have to do a lot of digging into who he is as a person, how his mind works, how, he, how, how hard he actually works. I think he's one of those guys – look – He's been very vocal on social media and, and, and posting a lot of the workouts he's doing and all that stuff. And that's cool. But, like, I don't know, bro. He just really, really worries me. He really worries me as a prospect because of the the, the stuff that makes him tick, uh, the internal stuff. It's not the talent. It's the internal stuff for me. That I've, I've, I've been really paying attention to him, especially. I want to see where he goes, but I don't know. Um, what y'all think his player comp is? Like, what's his ceiling? Zach Levine, maybe? I think a Jason Tatum type offensive talent. Ooh. That's what I kind of see for him. I wasn't I wasn't gonna go that high, but I think I think he can do everything. I, I you know, and, and I haven't watched him like so he hasn't played, he has no college film. I don't know if he's what he would have shot from the three-point line this year. It's it's a lot of context missing, but there's nothing he can't do. He's at the frame to do everything on the court. It's a matter of are you wired the right way to actually tap into that? We've seen plenty of talented guys come into the league, a la Andrew Wiggins. We just talked about him. You know, like it's the same thing. Like Andrew Wiggins was missing something to be the guy for a team. He was missing it. Like, and he needed to be where he is to take the big the most out of it. And, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But with this guy, there's even more questions. At least Andrew Wiggins went to college and dominated. This guy didn't even do that. Like, I, I don't know that I can trust. I can't take, I can't put a top five pick on him. When I know there's some guys like I, I would like the guy like uh, Dylan Terry from Arizona, for example, like I like, him. like what I'm talking about that you have to have, he has, like, I, I know he has, he's him. Like he has that, but I don't know that this guy sharp has, I'm just worried about that. Like, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. He's so talented. It'd be nice to have another great player in the league, but I, I think if all things go right, he's like a Jason Tatum level offensive talent, but that yo miles, let take miles word over mind because I think that the Zach Levine comp is, it's just more reasonable. I'm putting a lot on his shoulders, and he ain't, he ain't even he ain't even played in like a year and a half. So we'll see. Ron Harper Jr. Undrafted. Undrafted. 
I hate this. Yeah. I hate it. All, all the jersey guys going drafted, but he's like he's like two fifty, two seventy, and he's he's I don't know what he is. He's just a big dude, but he's also you know he's a tweener. He doesn't have a real position. He's not a two. He's a three. And the NBA now is split position list. It works out in his favor. But the real question is, are you a good enough shooter? And are you a good enough defender to to really make a dangerous of the NBA? He, his job in the NBA is never going to be to be a star guy. It's going to be to be a PJ Tucker type. That's what I see for him. Can you use that big frame to body up bigs and, you know, provide post defense for your team and make corner threes at a high level? Can you do that? If you can do that, cool. Well, you think you have a spot in the NBA. If you can't, it's not happening for you, bro. So that's that. He's a role guy. He's a role player. Um, you know, hopefully we're having a different conversation in, in four years or five years about his brother because his brother's really good. Any other names that y'all looking forward to that stick out? Any sleeper picks that you might, oh, second round, late first round, that is actually going to be good if they, you know, kind of like a, a Jordan Poole. They get on a, one of these playoff teams, they're going to make an impact and help one of these uh, teams with the lower picks. I think, like, looking at it, Jaden Hardy, he's kind of fallen off a little bit from what people thought. Do you see his shooting numbers in the G League, bro? I know, I know. But oh my God. he's a scorer, though. So if you can try to yeah, – How you shoot like that you're a scorer, though? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're supposed to be good at that. Instead of going to college, she was playing with grown men. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. Things are going to be a little more challenging than it would be at, at the college level. Like, let's be frank. But I'd say either him – I like Wendell Moore from Duke. I think he plays the game the right way. He – he doesn't try to do too much. He can make plays off the dribble. He plays defense. And then the point guard from Gonzaga, uh, Nemhard. I like Nemhard a lot, too. I think Nemhard. he's someone who he can step into a playoff team and be kind of like a Tyus Jones for, mm -hmm. for that team. And he'll run point off off the bench, play the I right one. threes, too. Yeah. And I think – I think he's one of the, the better, safer prospects in this draft because I don't think he's going to do too much. He knows his role. He knows, to, knows you know, how to get people to their spots. So, yeah, those are my three three guys. Uh, Trevor Keels from Duke is interesting. I like I liked him since the first time I saw him. I, I, I'm not off that, that train. I think he's good. Um, Ooh. And the guy, Dyson Daniels is not a late-round pick. I like him a lot, too, and no one talks about him. I like Dyson Daniels, too. I think he can be really good. He can be really good. There's going to be some guys that go in this draft that are going to be like a, a D-book type, like not, maybe not superstars or – okay, D-book may not be a superstar, so whatever. But all-star, you get type guys. Um, there'll be some all-star type guys that go late in this lottery, late in the first round. That, that could, it, could, it could happen that way. It's that kind of draft. The talent's there. It's just – there's just a lot of names you don't know of because college basketball wasn't very exciting. So I'm not going to say you're imposed to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the fan base we have or whatever. The people who listen that, you know, I was locked in every guy. But some of the guys I saw that I liked was Trevor Keels. I like Trevor Keels a lot. Um, the Dyson Daniels guy, I've been watching him a little bit. I like him a lot, too. Um, there's some good talent. There's some good talent all over the place. There's some good talent all over the place. But those are just names. And obviously, I think Miles done took all my thunder. He done took all the guys I would have said. And Nemhard's really good. I like him a lot, too. And I think he could be a really good player in the NBA for a long time. That's, that's kind of what he, he, he kind of what it looks like. And Gonzaga's a winning program. So he's going to he's gonna bring that to wherever he goes. But my, my worries about Shadon Sharp, just just please remember I said it. Because I just I, – I, I just 
if I was picking that high and I've been there as a Nets fan, I don't know that that's the guy that I'd want if I was up there. Um, yeah, I, think, I think he's the biggest unknown in this draft right now because, I mean, for a guy to come to college early and, of course, you see the mock drafts and you see, all right, if I leave now, before anybody sees what I could do at the college level and have hesitation, let me, let me leave and get this bag. He was smart. He was smart. smart Who knows? He could have played for Kentucky and people see the weaknesses against better competition. Because let's let's face it, EYBL, I mean, all the top prospects should dominate down there. So not just that. Yeah. It's like next year's class is gonna have guys like Isaiah. Um what's it called? Dariq Whitehead. He looks like Isaiah White. He looks like Dariq Isaiah Whitehead, though. We do like him. But Dariq Whitehead. Rick Whitehead will be in the class next year. He's going to be probably number one guy, like top two, top three. There's a lot more guys funneling into this next class and the next few classes, the Wagners, the, you know, the McCain's, Jared McCain's. It's going to get tricky next couple of years. There's going to be some big names coming out that people know about and are, have a lot of hype behind them. And you don't want to get caught up in that hype train in, in those classes. So you can secure your bag. Someone will pick him in top 15. Um, he, he gives me Michael Porter Jr. type vibe to Don Sharp. If I think about it, like just the same level of questions I had about him coming out, I feel the same way about Shadon Sharp, but even more unsure about Shadon Sharp. I feel like Michael Porter Jr. played a little bit in college. Or maybe, maybe, maybe did he not play at all? I don't know. But I can't even remember. Like that's the thing. But it's it's just the same level of questions. He was injured. That's what it was. He had the back injuries. And obviously it's come back to bite him in the butt now. But I don't know, bro. I, I'm really uneasy about him. I'll be interested in seeing. I'm locked in the in whole draft to see what's happening. Because there's a lot, it's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff. And beyond the draft, just like the trades and the stuff that's gonna happen around the league, it's gonna be a big shakeup, I feel like. And the Kyrie probably signs the deal tomorrow. Who knows? Sidebar, don't know if DeJounte actually gets traded because reports is San Antonio wants a Drew Holiday like package. And I don't think San Antonio is getting that type of haul for DeJounte Murray. The better question is why would you trade DeJounte Murray? What's going on behind closed doors? that makes you want to deal that guy. You don't have much to begin with. Why are you trying to trade it? So there's a problem there. Something's not right. Why would you, San Antonio doesn't give away talent. That's not what they do. So if you're doing that. Maybe, maybe DeJounte did it the right way behind closed doors and kind of wants out. Maybe that's Wants to be in a better market, maybe have a better, better situation in San Antonio. We know Pop got mugged. Three, four years maybe left coaching, but they're not going to win no champ, no chip anytime soon. Maybe he wants to be in a winning situation. Yeah. See that? I don't know. Being Getting coached by Pop is a, is a, is a hell of a, uh, a basketball accomplishment, the resume, and being able to play for him and start for him, that means something. So hopefully he ends up in a good spot. He's a, he's a hell of a player. Defensively, offensively, he's turned into himself into a really good, really good player. So, And if he ends up in the, the Hawks, is a great fit. It's a great fit, but I don't think he ends up. What's the package? Like, it ain't John Collins is, is nice, but that's not the package. It's got to be another team out there that can offer something pretty cool around that. Last name to throw out there, and we probably don't even got to discuss this, but we mentioned Ron Harper, and he might be drafted, might be undrafted. A name that's actually in the mix, too. It's two names, but we already know one is definitely not getting drafted. Julian Newman, the internet sensation, has entered his name. Yeah. <laughs> He's in that mix. We already know the vibes with that. But a name that's more well-known that has entered the draft 
And his pops actually was not in agreement of him entering the draft is Sharif O'Neal. Sharif O'Neal has entered the draft. Another player we haven't seen really much anything in almost two, three years. Um, I don't know if he gets drafted. I think he gets on one of those, you know, undrafted, gets invited to training camp, is on a summer league team, and goes that route. Mm. I, don't, I don't think he gets drafted. I don't see it either. The heart surgery, too, there's a lot of concern. I mean, I don't know. If you're an MVP, you know how these things go in the draft. They're going to they gonna use the heart surgery against him, unfortunately, and then I don't think he was – he was he never looked – seemed to crack a rotation in college. I didn't see a lot of them at LSU, at UCLA. I didn't see him, so – it's, it's an uphill battle for these these, these superstars' sons to die your way to the world and him. And, um, and ho- hopefully it's not the same for Bronny, but we'll see. I think Bronny, Is there any one that we can name that actually man, lived, up, lived, lived up to somewhat? Not that I know of. Like, we know Jordan's kids didn't do it. I knew you were going to suffer up Jordan's kids. Jordan's a degenerate. <laughs> I can't think. I can't think of nobody. Nah, I, I don't. There's no name that comes to mind. Seriously. Maybe Clay. Maybe Clay Thompson. His pops played. Michael Thompson played on the Lakers. Michael Thompson wasn't good. <laughs> he wasn't good. Oh. Look at his numbers, Brian. He averaged. He averaged like ten points against Plumbers. Against Plum. Now it's Plumbers. He came after the Plumbers. Did he come out today? He was playing with Jordan, wasn't he? With Jordan at the same time? Or was he before Jordan's time? He was, he was, I think he was on the same same squad with Magic, with Magic in them when he was getting. Oh, there. even worse. Even worse. Magic was just throwing the ball at his face and he's scoring easy baskets in transition. I mean, he wasn't good. No, what are we talking about? He was just tall and athletic. <laughs> if you were tall and athletic, you were winning a chip at the Lakers back then because my Magic was going to be dishing you all crazy. So nobody then. It's really nobody. He wasn't no star. And Del Curry wasn't no star either. And we know Steph came out the blood out, out of nowhere. So it ain't that. It ain't maybe maybe Dell's new kid with his new wife will be a superstar. Right now. <laughs> a new girl, whatever. That's a nasty situation, too. <laughs> that is. It really is. They switch spouses. It's, weird, That's a nasty, it's a nasty situation. They're tainting the, the, the it's crazy, man. I mean. What a wholesome child you've had. He's over here dancing to Andy Minio and his championship dance thing, and <laughs> the wholesome child, you know. And then you got your parents over here so exchanging partners. It's the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> Crazy. And I want our listeners that listen. There's nothing wrong to dancing to Andy Minio. Didn't say it was. <laughs> I didn't say that <laughs> against the belief of these two on the show. I never said that. Wrong with Andy Minio. These two on the show. They don't have him on his playlist, on their playlist, but ain't nothing wrong with Andy Minio. I didn't say that. Overpaid, new segment, new segment alert, overpaid, underpaid, or paid just right. Mika Finchpatrick, highest paid safety NFL. Is that contract that he just got, was he overpaid, underpaid, or paid just right? I think paid just right. Because – what he brought for that defense, you know, it was felt immediately. He was in a bad situation playing out of position in Miami. Then he comes over to Pittsburgh and they put him 
at free safety finally, and he makes plays. Like he, that's all he's done since he got over here. He's he's just been making plays. I think he's got. Let's see how many picks. He's been great. He's been great for that. He's been great. That's even nine picks, 11 picks since he got to Pittsburgh. So clearly he's making plays when he's out there. And this defense, you know, you need somebody on the back end and that helps in turn TJ Watt get to the the passer. Cause if it's taking longer, cause nobody's open, then that gives more time for them to, to, to rush the passer. So I think you got to look at it that way too, that his impact isn't just felt in the secondary it's felt on the D line as well. It's a perfect fit for their team. Perfect fit for their defense. He, it's a perfect, it's a perfect contract for him. He's, he's worth every dollar. They won't regret it. The Steelers don't really make mistakes. It's not really what they do. No. They like that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, they don't make mistakes. The Bengals make mistakes, not the Steelers. Nine picks and the throw in that mix. Also, he has two defensive touchdowns being in Pittsburgh. To throw that in the mix, which he's phenomenal. He's a hell of a player. A defensive player getting any touchdown. Is huge. He got two, one in 2020 and one before that. Like that's 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 big. So Mika Fitzpatrick, I think he's paid just right. I think the numbers probably have people feeling like, oh, that's a lot of money, but his impact in Pittsburgh, I think, is worth it. And like you said, the Steelers organization typically do not drop the ball when it comes to that. They outside of having been stayed there too long, they 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 pretty good. When you look at the two contracts, his compared to Jamal Adams, which those are the two top two safeties pay-wise in the NFL, I think I'd rather take Minka because he's a little more versatile. Jamal he's way better than him. Yeah, he's way better than him. And he's Jamal's limited. He's not a good pass defender. He can rush the passer, but good boy. You yeah, you you have other guys on your team for that. So if you're just rushing him the whole time, no wonder that secondary sucks. So yeah. he's a linebacker. He's just in, he's out he's out of position. He's a linebacker. That's what Jamal Adams is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put him yeah. a linebacker and let's let's end the conversation. Get your money's worth out of him there. He's Jabril he's Peppers. He's he's light skinned Jabril Peppers. He say he blitz boy, blitz boy. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a blitz, he's a blitz boy. That's what he he's blitz boy. That's all he does. All right, man, we about to close out the show. Overrated, underrated, rated just right, The Office. Un- underrated, I feel like. I feel like, I feel like. I feel like in the black community, people don't really, people ain't putting their arms around this thing enough. It's a great show. It's, it's the, it's, I, I say The Office is the, the greatest TV comedy I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen anything funnier, bro. Like I, I think Parks and Rec is way funnier than Parks and Rec. I always hear that. I watched Parks and Rec. I've watched it. It's it's really good. It's really good. I don't think it's funnier than The Office. I don't. All right. I, I don't. I really don't, bro. But I I fine. I mean, I, I hear that all the time. It, but I think it's under. I, I I think it's underappreciated. Yeah, I made a new column. Underappreciated. The Office is underappreciated. It's a it's it's a master. It's a work of art. Love the show. I have no complaints about it. I love the insensitivity. I love the crude humor. Those are my type of things. So I, I, I'm all into that. And also, it's, it's more than just that, by the way. They're just naturally fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that that's kind of my, my bag. By the masses, I say they're rated right. For the most part, the office by the masses is held in high regard by the yeah. masses. Yeah. And I was one of the ones that was like, ah, 
It's not, I watched one episode, didn't like it. I went back and watched the whole office in its entirety. And it definitely is in my top five TV comedic shows all time. Funny, so funny. I'm glad you changed your mind on that, by the way. I, I went back and watched it. When you watch it. Everyone tells me, oh yeah, I watched one episode, it wasn't that funny. You don't, you can't do that. And also I think the first episode was that, that diversity episode. And that episode was funny as hell. <laughs> so, but I do, uh, I do have to check out Parks and Rex though. I haven't watched Parks it, and Rex. It's funny too, it's, it's worth watching. Yo, y'all already know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob ENT, we out. We are on all streaming platforms, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, like, share with a friend. Hey, if you on that type of time, share with your ex-spouse, your new spouse. We don't care. Y'all could be on that Dell Curry time. It don't matter. What <laughs> share it, like it. You already know. We out. Peace.